Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. What is up, everybody? This is time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20 here on 99WNRR.com and on Strangerhood TV roughly a week later. Uh, I gotta say, man, I don't know where you are in the country, but I am in the Northeast, and it is goddamn beautiful today. We're looking at 90 degree possible tomorrow, which is just bananas for me, but it's kind of like the way we've been going, I guess. So uh, let's just, uh, let's give it up for the sun, everybody. Yeah. Just going to turn up my cans for a minute. Yeah. Cans is what we in the business call uh, cans. No, we call headphones cans. I just like to say that because it makes me sound super cool. And honestly, there's just not many things that do. Uh, so, here's the thing. I don't actually have all that much to talk about today. I was trying to do something specific, um, and I ran into a lot of, like, trouble doing it. Plus, I had a whole bunch of other things, like, that were taking my attention away from what I was trying to do. So, might not be a top 20, might be a top 19, might be a top 5. Like, uh, who knows? Top seven. I haven't had one of those. But uh, let's get to whatever it's going to be, shall we? I do have a bunch of new music, so that's going to be later on in the show, the box portion of the show. But let's uh, let's get to the uh, lighthouse keeping that we always do here in the top 20. Don't forget, uh, there is a brand new episode of the top 20 out today on Strangerhood TV, uh, just like every other Thursday at midnight. Um, Check or midnight 01 because it's in the morning, not to be confused with the night. Mid morning, I don't know. I feel like we've had that discussion before, but it's the one where I'm uh, basically critiquing uh, Chris Waterbury's uh, My Five, his uh, five favorite chocolate bars, where we sort of talk about how all that went down. Um, and then I basically take all sorts of thorata with uh, my position on it. So, you know, yeah, it's kind of the way I like to see things go down. We also talked about Florida's uh, new smelly attraction, which is that big blob of smelly seaweed, and I'm still grateful for Florida getting that. Um, so I got a bunch of other stuff. Um, we've got we've got videos. Rebel Nine has videos to put out. We've actually got three videos to put out, and I haven't put them out. And I'm probably going to end up talking about that on the top 20, so maybe I'll just save that for later. If it's not going to be this week, but probably next week, so it's definitely something I'm dealing with. And uh, that's usually what we use the top 24 when we are complaining about politics. But if you wanted to uh, stay on Strangerhood TV, which I would assume, like, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can check out the full interview with Sundressed on Bacon Is My Podcast. I'm actually going to go back and watch that. I like Sundressed a lot. I like them. I play them here all the time on the box. Uh, so I want to check out that interview and see how that goes. Um, the discussions and drinks was yesterday. Now... They do talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm not going to watch that. I don't know that I'm going to get to the movies. Honestly, I think the last time I was in a movie theater, um, I was seeing a Harry Potter movie, and I remember holding the hand of 
one of our dear friend's daughter, Tara, uh, and like as we were walking into the Farmdale movie theater, and I just went to Tara's wedding last year, so it's been a long time. So uh, probably not going to see it in the theater, so I'm probably never going to watch that discussion of drinks, to be perfectly honest with you. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Uh, always quality programming going on over there. Um, the live stream is tonight on Twitch. You can check that out, uh, twitch.tv slash baconismypod. It uh, looks like they're going to be pitching guest musicians and hopeful responses. So if you want to get your voices heard, it seems like that's the time to do it. I mean, I don't know. I just text them, but I'm cool like that. Uh, the official drum through, drum, yeah, the drum through of Something Heavy's Separate Ways featuring our very own AJ is is up on Strangerhood TV. Check that out. There's a drum through from Waterbury. I think Mean What You Say is still up there. So if you're interested to see how the drums actually go, uh, check that out. There's always a bunch of guitar playthroughs and stuff up there. I think Frank is still posting some of those, um, which is actually kind of funny. Not that Frank is doing that. It's, what's kind of funny because it's been sort of a conversation we've had at Revel 9 because we don't do that stuff. We've never done that stuff. Nobody seems to want to do that stuff. And it's funny because I keep saying it's funny. It's not funny. So I should come up with a new word because it's just not funny. It's, just, it's never funny on this show. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I need to come up with something because I actually would, would totally do those things. I like doing those. But I am so loath to be on camera just generally, but certainly since I've put on the extra 175 pounds that I seem to have put on over the past two years, I don't want to be on camera anywhere. But the only time I really made that exception was for the uh, the Bimpy Awards last year, and of course here, where you can only see me from here up, it's fine. I just, I just listen, image issues are not just for little girls, man. We all have them. Or we don't all have them. We're all capable of having them. I'm loaded with them, and that's why you don't see any uh, Rebel 9 guitar playthroughs, at least for me. But if I can figure out a way to do it without having my belly in the shot, then maybe I'll do that for you if that's something that anybody anybody would be interested. But I honestly don't know if anybody would. So You can let me know. Uh, you can let me know in the chat, 99WNRR, if that's something you'd be interested in seeing. You can always message the band, uh, band at rebel9.com, blah, 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 or just here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But, uh, yeah, we are just uh, light for content, for sure. Uh, but anyway, so I... Here's what I what I actually wanted to do. I actually printed stuff up, right? I actually did some homework. Because um, unlike the Hard Rock Lunchbox, we actually do work around here for the top one, which is bananas. <laughs> if you were to ask me, like, which one of those shows is going to do the most work, I would definitely say the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But really, the Hard Rock Lunchbox, all it really does is listens to, like, new music that's coming out, listens to everything that gets sent in by listeners or new bands and stuff. Oh, there's a new band i got to check out. Something in May. Morning in May. I like them, actually. i got to start pulling some of their material, but we'll, that's for another show. Um, but uh, something. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's not super hard work. It's listening to music, something I'd probably do anyway. But for the top 20, I tend to actually research stuff. Unless I, I Well, if I have something that I'm particularly stoked about, it's usually because I'm pretty informed on it. Um, but I, I want to I want to cover these two things really quick and then kind of get into what I was trying to do this morning. So first of all, I want to talk about Dolly Parton. So I printed her out, not her, but like, you know, uh, an article about her. Um, and this is like, uh, this is like the coolest thing. Like I've always liked Dolly Parton and I don't even know why, 
like specifically, I think at a very young age, I just intuitively knew that like she knows what's up, and like I like that. I like that in people. Like I really just, I just, I just do. And I, and maybe it was like her work ethic. Maybe it was like her moral ethic. Maybe it was the fact that she stood up to you know adversity. Like I don't really even know. But like it's so, it is so summarized in this one statement. So um, here's some background. So Dolly Parton is putting out a rock record, right? She's a country country artist. She's an incredibly successful country artist. She does a lot of country. She does a lot of crossover stuff that's all, always successful. She's just wicked talented. She's a very good businesswoman, too, but she's really talented, and it really has her career you know, by the horns. So she really, she's, she's formidable. Like Everybody knows the name Dolly, name Dolly Parton for a reason, and it's basically because she's awesome at what she does. So that, that's it. So she, she's making a rock record. You need to know that. Um... Because it's unusual, right? She's a country artist. She's making a rock record. But here, the reason she's making a rock record is because she got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you if you remember last year, she was nominated for it, and she respectfully requested to be removed from the nomination, or, or re, she either respected she either requested to be removed from the nomination or respectfully rejected the induction of it because she said I'm not a rock artist and the rationale of the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is always just stupid and shit anyway Uh, but they basically said but you've influenced all these other people therefore you have a place in there it's a bunch of bullshit like they just really wanted to get some press out of it and they're like oh cool let's name her she's like super popular let's bring that in I mean I wasn't in on the meetings but you can kind of read between the lines on that Uh, so they actually did not respect her request and even though she respectfully made it they disrespectfully denied it so she got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame all fine and good but this is what makes Dolly Parton Dolly Parton in my in my mind. So here's the article. I'm just going to read the first part of the article. Upon her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, Dolly Parton announced her intention to record a rock album. Here it comes. Quote, If I'm going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm going to have to earn it, she said at the time. Now, dude... I love that. I love everything about that. I wish everybody in the world felt that way. But of course, with you know everybody's entitlement and everybody's award growing up and never getting their ass kicked after school, nobody feels like that. Only people that actually work for something from nothing appreciate that kind of stuff. And like I know people always talk about like you know Elon Musk and stuff. Like yo, Elon Musk's dad worked in an emerald mine in South Africa. Like he wasn't brown bagging it to lunch, all right? So just shut up with your nonsense. This is somebody that actually worked for a living, built her career, and has sustained it, I guess, for like 140 years. By the way, she looks great for a vampire, I suppose. Um, but like that kind of thing, like we all should do that more. If I'm going to get this, I sh- might as well earn it, or I'm going to have to earn it. Like That's exactly what everybody should think, and I just wanted to bring that to your attention. If you didn't already think Dolly Parton was awesome, you were wrong then. If you think the same thing now then you're also still wrong because she's awesome and that's the reason why. And the other thing I wanted to bring to your attention is something I literally just saw as soon as I came over here. This is Jack Dorsey. I believe that is the original dude from from Twitter, right? And he's just like out of his mind, bananas. Just like a lot of, you know, like super rich, like detached people that think the world is the way it is and 
you know, like Elon Musk and Bezos and, you know, all these assholes and all the Koch brothers are the one that's still alive. Um, but this is the best. This is just, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to describe. I don't even know. Uh-oh. Hang on. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am not a Krusty Krab. I am so goddamn annoyed. I can't even begin to tell you how annoyed I am. Welcome again to the Hard Rock Lunch Box and the Top 20. If the chat can hear me, um... Can you just say so? Because <laughs> I have been talking for 15 minutes to nobody. I I don't even know what to say. I'm tempted to like. Here I am. Yes. I don't know what to do. I just I just did 15 minutes of the top 20. Um, I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about Dolly Parton and how awesome Dolly Parton is. Uh, I was also talking about the opening, you know, whatever. But I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm just going to skip all that because it's it's too late in the show for me to redo it. And I cannot believe I just did that again where it just was not transmitting. I don't know what the deal is, if it's a computer or whatever, but I'm going to apologize for everybody, and I think what I'll do is I'll just encourage everybody to watch the Top 20 next week, since that's the only way you're going to see it. I will say what I talked about was the basic housekeeping, new episodes, new stuff on Stranger TV, um, and uh, I was talking about how awesome Dolly Parton was, um, so yes, you should you should check that out, because the Dolly Parton stuff is cool. I was just about... Oh, I was talking about Jack Dorsey. Where'd it go? Anybody need to see my Jack Dorsey thing? <laughs> oh, here it is. So Jack Dorsey, this guy. This is what I was in the middle of talking when I realized it wasn't transmitting. Uh, but, like, I'm glad everyone can hear me now. Like, dude, I was... Ugh. I was also talking about playthroughs and why Rebel 9 doesn't do them. And I was talking about all, like, all my body image issues and stuff like that. And I was saying, if you think we should do playthroughs anyway, uh, just let me know, but feel like I've lost the speed on that. So uh, Jack Dorsey, who I believe is the original founder of Twitter, or uh, like, yeah, he owns Block now. And this is super under the radar and doesn't affect most people. But what's funny about it is, uh, so the mobile payment, it says the mobile payment company Block um, was looking to buy Jay-Z's music streaming service title, which is garbage, by the way. Great idea, but like, you're not going to do it if everybody's still going to be on Spotify, right? It's not going to work. So it's it's... It's, it's completely failing. It's got a bunch of problems. But it's a bad idea. But here's the greatest title, because it's from the, the Tech Dudes Over Advice. The title is, Judge Affirms Jack Dorsey's Right to Make Objectively 
terrible business decisions. So great. So the mobile payment company Block was within its rights to buy Jay-Z's music streaming service title, even if the deal sucked, a Delaware judge ruled on Tuesday. This is why I like Vice so much, because they talk like I talk. And I know that that's exactly why people like Trump, but like Vice, they tend to be a little bit smarter than Trump and all of Trump supporters. And if that sounds like a slam at Trump supporters, it is, because you're, you're dumb. You're, you're generally, you're statistically dumber than the rest of us. Sorry. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with your parents. I guess your cousins. They could be the same people. I don't know. But the paragraph goes on. In a victory for rich and powerful friends sitting on beaches everywhere, a Delaware judge has dismissed a lawsuit against Jack Dorsey and his mobile payment company, Block, saying the board was was within its rights to buy Jay-Z's music streaming service title, even if the decision was objectively terrible and a result of Dorsey summering with the Carters in the Hamptons. <laughs> Block had faced a shareholder suit from, pension, from a pension fund as a result of the $300 million deal to acquire a majority stake in title, which came as a streaming company was, quote, failing financially, yeah, failing financially, and facing a criminal investigation in Norway related to inflated streaming numbers. Yeah, if you don't think people are inflating streaming numbers, I've got a bridge to sell you. Also, I've got a streaming service I might want to sell you. A particular issue is Dorsey's burgeoning friendship with Jay-Z and whether Dorsey and Block's board was within its rights to make make a major acquisition, in part because of that friendship, even if the business reasoning did not make sense. Rich people be richin'. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just bananas to me. Man, I am so mad. I had talked about so much in the beginning of the show, and now it's just, like, gone. Like, just gone, gone, gone. I mean, like, I have it here. Like, I'll just... I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. (laughs) Like, I really am just so distracted. Like, I'm trying to do all this stuff, and, like, I keep getting pulled in so many different directions, and I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to answer this, and I have to answer that, and I just can't even focus on what it is I'm trying to do, and, like, I just, I just, I soiled it. I soiled it. Uh, what I originally had come in here to talk about was the fact that I wanted to talk about immigration, like not even in a political way. Like I've, like I hate Governor Greg Abbott. I think he's awful. I think he's a terrible governor. I think he is responsible for the deaths of people in Texas because of his failed policies. He certainly, you know, um, you know, the, when he let the power get freeze over because he's just an asshole. Like last sum, last winter, like yeah, he, Greg Abbott's an awful governor. He's just a political hack. He's a partisan hack, and he's just trying to make a name for himself. But I will tell you, the one thing he did do that was politically intelligent, and probably not his idea, because he's, like, looking in his, his eyes is like looking in President Bush's eyes, you know? Like, and he was he was having trouble reading that childhood book, that, that child's book on, uh, on 9-11. But, like, he, he started sending the migrants to New York City on buses, you know, just 60 at a time, 100 at a time. Uh, and his the plan really was like, cool, you don't think it's a problem, then we'll send it up there. And that's fine. Sanctuary City said, we'll take them. And he was like, all right. And now what it's doing is it's creating a major problem in New York City and the surrounding areas because there's too many migrants, right? Which is exactly the point Texas was trying to make. All these migrants are coming into the southern states, and we don't know what to do with them. And as we're seeing, if you're watching any New York-based news, the federal government is not helping at all. And it's a complete failing of the federal government, in my opinion, that they're not helping with these migrants. It's completely one thing to offer the migratory migrants 
status, then it's a completely other thing to, like, have municipalities foot the bill. Like, I don't know much about the immigration policy, but I always thought it should be like, yeah, if you can come over here and work, like you have a visa, like for students and other jobs and stuff like that, great, do that. Fill out the paperwork, come here and work, pay your taxes, pay your share, but have a reason for being here. I don't want to like, like they're talking about putting all these migrants in New York City up in hotels, like Rockland County, like for four months. I'd like to stay in a hotel for four months. Sounds awesome. Sounds great. Like it's probably not the nicest hotel, but... I've spent some time in some pretty not nice hotels. I mean, I've been I've been in a touring band for like 10, 15 years. Like, you know how many Super 8s and Motel 6s I've stayed in? More than I care to remember. So, like, I'm fine with that. But they're talking about all this stuff, and it worked. Like, it's creating this issue that's now an issue for New Yorkers. New Yorkers, generally speaking, weren't worried about migrants because we're not on the southern border. Yeah, we've got all those goddamn Canadians to worry about from time to time. But, like, yeah, that's, that's all right. They look just like us, so it's pretty... But, I mean, like, it's a big deal. But here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Like, I actually tried to find out what the U.S. immigration policy is. And I can't. I, I can't. The Internet is flooded with opinion and conjecture. And even when I go to the WhiteHouse.gov site to try and find out, like, it's so legalese and so sliced up that I, I can't quite figure it out. Some of the stuff makes a whole lot of sense. Like, they're talking about they give extra status or... or that extra uh, privilege status to countries that are in the middle of civil wars. Like, you're probably going to see a bunch of Sudanese people coming in pretty soon because they're they're there. They're in the middle of a civil war. Ukrainians got a favored, favored status. And a lot of the Central American companies, like, there are warlords running those countries. So they have favored status. Mexico, not so much. We don't take in a lot of Mexicans. Mexico's doing kind of okay, uh, relatively speaking. It's not great by any means. Please, you know, I don't need uh, all your haterade because... That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm just saying that it's so hard to kind of figure out, like, what we actually have. And, you know, I believe in having a comprehensive immigration policy. Again, it hasn't been my issue for years because it's not my issue. Like, those are what issues that the southern state should really kind of have. But I do know that the Republicans are saying absolutely nothing in Congress about it. They just keep saying we should tighten border security and that we should deport more people. But we aren't. And aren't they in charge of the House? Like, I don't... The only thing I can see the Republicans doing so far is defaulting on our debt and passing abortion legislation. Like, I haven't seen anything for anything, right? Like, the only thing I saw is that Biden was sending 1,500 troops to the border to shore up Border Patrol. Like, sounds like he's doing something, and... Nobody's doing anything else. So I guess what I'm asking, because I'm kind of running out of time, is that if anybody's got any resources, like real resources on what the official immigration policy is of migrants to our southern border, send it to me. I want to know. Lunchbox at gmail.com. I'm trying to figure this out because I want to know. And the reason I brought this up at all is because as I was sitting there thinking about it, I realized... This is something I don't know, and I want to know more about it. And I realize that inclination of not knowing something and wanting to learn about it is super rare. It's It's been rare for a long time, for most of my lifetime, and it is incredibly rare now. Because nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that work. And nobody it, nobody cares to do that work. And the, rea- the reality is the, the majority of people, I think, majority of people in this country right now, especially on the right, aren't interested in facts. They just want talking points to repeat. I see it all the time. I see it every day. But if you really want to learn something, you actually have to want to learn something. 
and how how many people actually want to do that anymore? How many? But there is at least one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna play some music. I'm gonna sort my life out. I'll figure out some things. I fixed the sound. You're welcome, by the way. Hard rock lunch box. <sighs> Can never go wrong with a little seven dust. Yeah. Still a little annoyed about the mishap this morning. Uh, I do. I just double checked. I do indeed have the audio and the video for the first 15 minutes of the top 20 that was airing to absolutely nobody. So I will put that out next week uh, with the top 20. So fear not. In case you thought you missed the one time I said something important, you didn't. But just in case you did, <laughs> in case you think you did, <laughs> don't worry. I'll I'll have you covered for next week. Uh, so, um. I like to consider myself a Lincoln Park fan. I am not a Lincoln Park, like, know everything about everybody. Like, I just, I'm not that guy. They're not my band. In fact, I can't think of very many bands that I know that much about beyond the ones when I was still a teenager and just absorbing all the liner notes of everything. And, you know, I just, I, I don't know. And I and I know I have a history of talking about new songs, and I'm air quoting. You can't see that, but I'm air quoting the new song I just found. Turns out to be like a remix or a re-release or whatever or something else but like yeah man i found what might be and i'm air quoting again a new song from lincoln park they released this week it looks like it's an outtake from meteora but i just i just don't know but i gotta tell you it was new to me and it was just really nice to hear chester again because it just always is so possibly new definitely old but certainly lincoln park on the box hard rock lunch box as we fade out on a little Devil Wears Prada here, I gotta say I'm still just super, super digging the new Beartooth song. It has got to be like one of the catchiest goddamn songs I've heard in a very long time. And oh, what's that? You don't know it? <laughs> I got you covered. Uh, I'm like actually losing my voice though. Hard rock lunch box. Man, that's a pretty goddamn good rock block, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I may not be able to start the show properly, but I know how to put some mood music together. Just talking to uh, Q here on the chat on 99WNRR.com, and um, just about, like, just <laughs> what would it be like if, like, normal people, like, ran the country, like, just ran things. Just, we're, like, we'll do it, like... I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Dave. Uh, it's it's a great movie. Like it's Kevin Klein and uh, Charles Grodin's in it, but Sigourney Weaver's in it. It's just it's such a funny movie for a bunch of reasons, and I just I, I almost don't want to say anything about it because I don't want like there to be any uh, um, like I, I don't want to like it's a it's like a thousand year old movie. Like if you haven't seen it, you really should see it by now. Uh, but what I was gonna say is that. Um, there are, there's a part with it where Dave is the president of the United States, and he has he calls his accountant like he's just he's a normal guy like you know like me like if I called my accountant he calls his accountant and look over the U.S. budget and you know this, there's a scene where Charles is like basically sitting at the kitchen table going through the budget he's like why would anybody pay like twenty thousand dollars for a hammer like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like Q's raising some good points. Like, don't be a dick, and then don't be a bag of dicks. Like, yeah, like the motion passed. But it's just, it's funny, like, I was just thinking, like, like, like here's some health care. 
here's some education costs. Uh, here's a new road. Here's a new bridge. Sorry, Elon Musk. You don't get anything because you just blew up that rocket. Um, but like, it's, it made me think like of like the way consumption taxes work, which I which I don't necessarily know. Um, like, I don't necessarily know like how they work exactly. Like, I know the Forbes guy. Uh, can't remember his name. Had, when he was running for president, proposed like a flat tax, like seventeen percent, like get rid of the tax code, which I believe is probably the problem, right? Like we were, we've been talking over the past couple of weeks about like you know the IRS and the IRS agents and stuff like that, and the reality is like the IRS can't go after super complicated people that have lawyers and um, you know like really high powered accountants because they can't they can't spend those resources fighting and you know waiting and you know all that other stuff. And I know that the, the, the 17% flat tax seemed like a good idea, but the problem is like always like what does get taxed and how does taxes, how do taxes work? And then I was thinking about like Florida, like Florida, the reason Florida is, well, one of the reasons that Florida is so attractive um, is that it doesn't have a state income tax. Lots of states don't. Delaware doesn't, you know, like it's not, it's not super uncommon, but what, you know, what state income tax pays for is is state stuff, right? It's one of the reasons that people in New York are upset about the migrant crisis because, you know, the the six billion dollars or whatever billion dollars it's going to cost for the migrants next year is like, where, where do you think that comes from? Right, us. It's coming from us, right? We're paying that out of our state income taxes that's not being reimbursed by the federal government. Hopefully, some will be, but like not all. Uh, it's also why I got so mad when Hochul was like, we're going to spend uh, all this money to buy a Buffalo Bills stadium and we're going to like, sh- you know, pay for people without a state abortion. It's like, no, 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 hold on. That's that's my money, dude. Like, let's let's go a little easy on our money. Uh, but so anyway, so income tax. So Florida doesn't have a state income tax. They have sales tax. They have they have fees like you would not believe, which is funny because those people and I mean, those people are definitely the first people to like complain about like backdoor taxes, which is what fees are. When we were talking about uh, speed cameras and red light cameras and stuff. Anytime you see an administrative fee, it's tax. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what that is. And that's fine. But a lot of it's based on like consumption. But what Florida has is sales tax. And what's really funny, and this is the part that makes me laugh about Florida, like on the on the regular, it's like they have all these communities, right? They're just homes, and that's it. And then all the stores are in other communities, and they're generally speaking in other municipalities, like other counties and stuff. So they have a couple of these places in Florida that are just like super exclusive, but there's no income tax to pay for any of the infrastructure. So as it starts to fail, which is why like hurricanes just wipe Florida out, like those buildings should be able to withstand some hurricanes. They can't. They're made like shit. They don't have foundations. Like Florida, like it's real hard to find a basement in coastal Florida. You know what I mean? So these houses just get like washed right off the map because they're not built very well because there's no actual infrastructure. They're having trouble with sewage. They're having trouble with water. Like one of the places is actually having a water crisis. It's it's Florida, yo. Like they're having a water crisis because they can't bring in enough water because nobody there's no money to pay for the infrastructure. Right, so all these people are living there. We don't want to pay state income taxes, but we want water. Well, who's going to pay for the water pipes? Who? Exactly. So, just made me think like sales taxes. 
This is how my brain works. My brain works much faster than this because I don't usually like just trip over speaking and stuff. But here's what I wanted to say that I thought was funny. So if we decided as a society, like, let's just get rid of taxes, federal income taxes, state income taxes. Let's just do all sales taxes. But it's got to be everything. It's got to be like no, no, um, no, no caps or anything. Right. So I buy a stick of gum. Get your ski shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. Like I get a stick of gum and I pay, what do you think, 5%? It's easy number. So let's say it's a say it's a dollar for a pack of gum, which seems a little much, but like maybe it's a multi-pack of fruit stripe. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. But let's say we buy a dollar pack of gum. Five cent sales tax. Dollar five. But like let's make no cap, all right? So when um, when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $40 billion or whatever, I want him to pay 5% on that. Now, I don't know off the top of my head how much that is, but I'm going to guess it's around, is it $2 billion? Would that be $2 billion in taxes? Am I doing that right? That can't be right. So $100 billion would be $5 billion. So $40 billion. So $10 billion would be $500,000. Yeah, it is right. Is that right? Can anyone check that? Is it... Is, 5% of 40 billion, 2 billion? Because if that fuck had to pay $2 billion in taxes, man, I would be playing this sound all the goddamn time. Okay. So, listen. Chad is not helping me out with my math program here. So, this is what we're going to do 40, uh, 1, 2, 3, that's 1,000. 1, 2, 3, that's a million. 1, 2, 3, that's my fucking calculator. Wait, if I go sideways, can I do it? Hang on. Yeah! <laughs> 40 billion. Thank God for sideways mode. Times 5% equals, yeah, $2 billion. $2 billion in taxes. I feel like I'm at the end of dodgeball. It's like, well, we were going off 50 to 1. Uh, anybody know what, uh, you know, $100,000 50 to 1 is? And the one guy is like, $5,000. <laughs> uh. They're making a dodgeball too, by the way. I can't wait. But what I really can't wait for is uh, is this. Tell it. Hope you hope you dig it. It's time to get time to get heavy. And that's not a fat joke, but but maybe. Hard rock lunch box. So I've got some, I guess, breaking news. I'll hit the button. I'll admit I haven't really given much of a shit what Tucker Carlson was up to. It was actually funny. I was watching something uh, or a clip from the Rachel Maddow show a couple weeks ago when he got fired, and she was basically just pointing out how all the the top right wing conservative pundits over the past hundred years have keep decreasing in popularity. And she was kind of she wasn't slamming them specifically, but she was basically saying like Tucker Carlson's like not a big deal even compared to Bill O'Reilly, who was the last one to kind of get fired because of all of his sexual harassment. Lucas Sponge nonsense and all that other stuff. Tucker's just the latest one, but he's not even as popular as all the other ones. Uh, you know, when they had like uh, Glenn Beck and all those dudes and all that. But anyway, so I haven't really been following it so much because I honestly don't give a shit. Like if you're wa- if you're watching Tucker Carlson for the news, like I don't want you listening to the show. Like you're just wasting my time. You're not understanding anything I'm saying anyway. So why don't we just like call it a day? You know what I mean? Like let's let's just be done with it. Uh, but I thought this was interesting because this is actually talking about how bad uh, something could be for Elon Musk. And me, like, I love that stuff because I hate Elon Musk with a passion. 
Like, I, with a passion, I wish nothing but bad stuff on him. And, like, and, and it's not even because he's, like, such an evil fuck. He's not not really any more evil than the rest of them, but because I expected more from him, and he was in a position to do better, and he opted to not. So, fuck him. Like, seriously, fuck him. I hope, I hope he's in the next rocket that blows up. Like, I said it. I meant it. But this is the best, because this is the headline from uh, from Insider. Business Insider. Tucker Carlson's new Twitter show could spell doom for Elon Musk. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. I love that. Tucker Carlson's sudden exit from Fox News last month was has fueled weeks of speculation about his next move. Last minute entry in the race to the White House. A kick at a rival TV network. But we finally have an answer. It's getting cozy with Elon Musk. On Tuesday, that's... Yeah, just a couple days ago, the TV personality announced the launch of a talk show on Twitter, saying the platform was the last remaining bastion of free speech and launching into a tirade against the news media. Yeah, dude, he is the worst part about free speech. I mean, don't forget, he went into court and defended successfully, like, a, uh, a lawsuit saying that no reasonable person would take him seriously. That was his defense, and he won. <laughs> Quote, at the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, Carlson said. Yeah, yeah, because you're lying to everyone. Anyway, I'll just keep reading. For Musk, this is the best part. For Musk, securing a character as popular as Carlson, whose primetime show on Fox regularly attracted about 3 million viewers every night, is a big win, especially since Musk said Twitter has not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever with Carlson. But uh, here's the problem. Free Fox-style engagement certainly looks like a big victory for Musk, but if Carlson sticks with Twitter, he could be a big headache. Since his debt-fueled $44 billion takeover, oh, it's $44 billion, so that would be $2.4 billion in taxes, if you're uh, still following along from the math example earlier. Uh, take over Twitter, Musk has seemed desperate to find ways to increase the monetization of a company that he has repeatedly said was on the brink of bankruptcy, given Twitter's biggest source of revenue is advertisers. Keeping them happy should be priority number one. He should know how sensitive advertisers are to change after losing 50% of Twitter's top 100 advertisers within a month of taking over the site. Advertisers who have spent $2 billion on Twitter since 2020 paused ads over concern around misinformation and hate speech, with Musk firing many of the core staff tasked with moderation and safety. Musk said in an interview with the BBC last month that those advertisers have since returned to the platform, though data from the Sensor Tower and Insider Intelligence suggests their return might not be as complete as he claims. An unchecked Carlson may bring greater user engagement at the expense of advertiser cash. Now, I fully believe that those thrill million dipshits will definitely check it out on Twitter, and they will be part of that advertising base. But you got to understand, like, Twitter, like, like there's millions, tens of millions of people on there, and they tend not to just be the stupid morons in the right. Like, they just don't. They tend to be people like me that are, like, listening to, like, you know, want some basic information. They follow basic people to get an idea of what's current, what's trending, and Musk is just fucking this up left and right. In fact, he's now going to charge, like, the MTA. Uh, in New York, the MTA runs, like, all the tra- mass transit, right? So, But they used to put on Twitter that they 
you know, when trains were running late, it was super useful for people to use that. But Musk has decided he's going to start charging municipalities for that, even though he's using the Internet that we as a society pay for. Never forget that an Internet company is using the free service that we as a people provide through the Internet, cables and routers and all that other good stuff. We pay for that. It's a public service. So just remember that. All right. But he has decided to charge the MTA for that information. And the MTA has basically told him to go fuck himself. So those people that were on Twitter every day following for the MTA aren't going to be on there anymore. So you just lost all those people that were just checking that, checking in to see if the trains were running. So Musk is just an asshole. He doesn't know how to run a business. All he really knows how to do is to take over a good one and then kind of tank it, which is what he's been doing with Tesla. It's kind of what he's doing with SpaceX and is well on his way to doing that uh, here. But I just thought that was hysterical because if they really do like lean into this right-wing thing, all it's going to become is Truth Social, and that thing's got like nowhere near the advertising dollars that this does. So good luck with that, dipshit. Anyway, uh, the band Plush is an all-girl rock band. I don't like them specifically. I've heard people say that they're, like, good or okay or whatever. I don't believe them. I think that people are doing exactly what they always do when you put four chicks up on stage. They're kind of, like, moderately talented, and they just give them the extra A-plus because they, you know, wear whatever they're wearing on stage, and they're easier to look at than some, I don't know, say, Rebel 9. Uh, but and, and I still believe that. Like, I truly do believe that. But they bother me a lot because all they're really doing is, like, we're trying to put rock, girl rock back on the map. And all I can think of is, like, no, man. Everybody, all these other, other girl bands have already done that. Like, you're following in their footsteps. Like, why don't you just tell Joan Jett how great she is and just call it a day? I hate when people hurt their shoulders patting themselves on the back. But all that being said, uh, I did find a brand new song. They've replaced their drummer, which is interesting move because she was really quite good. Uh, but the word on the street, and by the street is in the article I read, that she's moving on to bigger and better things, which is always good. Like, I'm happy for anybody that can migrate their way up the food chain in the rock market. But they did put out a new song that I actually don't particularly care for. It's trite and it's boring and it's predictable. But the sound of the guitar in the verse, man, I thought that shit was on point. So I grabbed it for you. It's plush on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. And that's how we get this thing to work. Man, what the hell is going on? I should just end the show. <laughs> like, uh, but actually, I guess if I wait long enough, the show will probably just end for me. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> I was talking about Matchbox 20 recently, and I was talking about like just how good of a band they are. And you can tell by the way they... Uh, they Okay, so consistency is a double-edged sword, right? If you keep doing the same thing over and over again and don't evolve, that doesn't really speak much for your, you know, your trajectory and your talent, where you're going to go with that. But sometimes the consistency in the things that you do well is good enough to just build your career on and just become something that something that a band like Matchbox 20 just steps into. And I've just been digging so much some of the new stuff. But I gotta tell you, man, it brings me right back to when they were releasing, you know, 3AM and Push and all those all those great Matchbox 20 songs because that's the band that they are. And the fact that it's okay, you know, however many years later, just speaks to just how damn good it is. So here's some brand new Matchbox 20 on the box. I'm feeling hard rock 
Lunch Box. All right. Well, it's the time that nobody's been waiting for. It's time for uh, it's time for Mel's musical minute. I honestly don't know what dark side of the web or Spotify she finds these things on, but she does take the time to send them in to me. If I have to listen to it, you have to listen to it. And that's just the way we do things here on the box. Hard rock lunch box. Ah, it's time for some classic rock, but not classic rock, just classic rock. The only way I know how. Southern California style. Hard rock lunch box. So we've been doing this thing at uh, Rebel 9 headquarters. It's kind of uh, funny, and I honestly, I've never heard of other bands having to do this, specifically the way that we're doing it. It seems silly, but it's just the way that we've sort of morphed into doing this. So... Any band that's been around for a long time has songs that are just old. Like, they're older songs and the songs that they may not play all that often. And what happens is they just sort of start, they sort of start to fade off the radar, right? Uh, and in Rebel Nine's case, we've had some songs that have been like really big songs for us that so we've had to play them at every show uh, for a period of time. And eventually we just get tired of playing it so we don't or something takes its place uh you know in the set and then we just we just tend to not go back and play those songs because we're always working on something and when we're rehearsing a lot for shows we rehearse the sets a lot we rehearse what what we're currently playing and maybe not so much the older stuff so what happens is every few months when we have some downtime it's like all right well we should play these older songs and and this is the part that I don't know if it's true for other bands. Like, my band is notoriously horrible at remembering a song it hasn't played for, say, two months. Just is. So if you ask if you ask us to play a song that we have not played in two months, somebody's going to screw it up. Somebody's going to screw it up badly. Not even, like, just fudge our way through it. Badly. And that's problematic. So I've been toying with different ways and different ideas uh, of trying to keep that in. And we're going to, you know, be doing something where we kind of just, like randomly start playing songs like we'll do our work and then we'll play a couple of songs like whatever they are in the set and we'll rehearse them that way but what we've been doing these past couple weeks is we'll just declare that this practice is this record right so we just we just went through we did all the new songs and the new four songs that are in the recording and then we did everything off of do no harm which is not even all that long ago but we still had to relearn stuff like believe and stuff and uh, tonight we're going to be doing the diaries, which you would think would be really good, but you know, since we just played it like last year, kind of thing. But like, it's not. We forget it. So we're going to do the diaries tonight. But what we've been working on for the past couple of nights is the Reality Crush, because the Reality Crush has been the hardest record for us to do. It's it's the song. It's the record that I basically wrote by myself, and that this band kind of joined just right after. So they didn't really have much input on what actually got written. So none of it is like in their style. So it's kind of like this perfect middle child syndrome of a record but because of that a lot of the songs on it just aren't very well rehearsed in fact there's there's one that we don't play and that's fine but the other six songs there's two that we play all the time that's quiet mind and senseless those are fine senseless tragedy and those are fine there are two uh there are two that we play kind of every now and again uh and that is um that is uh Waylo and awake and those were kind of okay we had to go over those a little bit but the two that we just never ever play are what it is which is the first song on it and 
and the good fight. And the reason we don't play the good fight all that often is because when uh, when when I released the Razorblade Diaries in 2011, the very next song I wrote was the good fight, and we played that song absolutely everywhere with the old version of the band, with the new version of the band. It is to date one of the most requested songs to play live uh, that we have ever played. Probably coming into like some challenge now with uh, with keeping near and and Central Park West and with Blue and stuff like that, but. Uh, it is definitely, definitely high up there, and we got burned out on it, so we just never play it. But I'm happy to say we played it the past two rehearsals. We played that record, and it is sounding really good. Like, good enough for I was like, maybe we should put that in the set again. It's been a, it's been a very long time, but I got it for you now, just in case you're interested. Tell who I am I think I used to know Long before this all began And all this sadness Towards mine
one of the things I've always appreciated about Creating Strange is their ability to actually promote, right? It's not always perfect, and it's not always great, and it's not always as, as much as it needs to be. But the simple fact that it exists, and they do it as a band, I always found something that I lamented that I cannot seem to get to happen in my own bands. I just, it, it's been... It's been years. Every band that I've run has yet to be able to do that. Any band that I've been in, I'm always a willing participant in that, so it feels like that gets more done. But, like, I don't know, man. I just, I like seeing all the stuff. They're promoting Rise again. I don't even know how old Rise is. Is that, like, 10 years old yet? I can't, I can't even tell. But they're promoting it again because why the hell not? Why the hell wouldn't I? Yeah. Seems like a good song to play. Let's do this. the end of another hard rock lunch box and i have a doozy a classic to launch you onto the rest of your day with i just want to point out before i play it that i am grateful for everybody that comes by every week and stops in and says hey and listens to the music and enjoys part of the conversation makes this all worthwhile and makes it fun for me i hope it makes it fun for you uh so we'll do this again next week roughly around 12 i'll try and get the on button to work this time and uh 
you know, if you want to hear the beginning of the top 20, since nobody heard it, it'll be posted next week on Stranger Hood TV. We can find all your Stranger Hood TV nonsense, including the top 20 every week. Uh, now, I'm going to play this song because I want to play this song, and it's my show, and you can stick around or not. It's totally up to you, which is why I play it last. But I want you to realize that the main reason I'm playing this song is because a conversation with one of my kids prompted me thinking about this song and then sang, like singing the song a little bit and then looking up the video for it last night and then finally grabbing it to torture you. I mean, play for you guys today because I just thought it was cool when you don't hear something in, I don't know, 30 years or whatever it's been. But man... If this doesn't get stuck in your head, you may want to get your head checked. Either way, I'll see you next week on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.